Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Ready to Mosh. Hello. Hello. Another one. Another one indeed, yeah. Um, Start with the news as always then. Yep. Do you want to go first? Yep, let's get into it. I've got a few bits and bobs this week. So the first one I've got is Guns N' Roses cancelled their Glasgow gig last week, which I think it was on the Tuesday, the 5th of July. So two weeks ago, by the time this goes out almost. And that was cited due to illness and medical advice. Yeah, I think time's finally catching up with Axel. Could be. I mean, I read a few comments underneath when it was discussed, I think it probably in the download Facebook group. People were saying he wasn't that great on the Friday, was it the Friday and Saturday before they played the Tottenham Stadium? Yeah. And particularly the Friday, no, they were late starting as well. Yeah, they were really late, weren't mm. they? And it so, caused a lot of yeah. problems, I think. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't happy about that. Yeah, and we nearly did jump on and get some tickets for the either the Friday or the Saturday when we got Aerosmith cancelled and then Foo Fighters cancelled, didn't we? Yeah. But then we were like, well, we've seen them before and the only tickets left were really high up in the stadium and for yeah, what they cost. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be sat in the rafters. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, glad we didn't go for that one. On a vaguely related note, is Glasgow cursed? Because the week before, the Red Hot Chili Peppers cancelled their Glasgow gig. They did? Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. So, so that's two big bands in two weeks. Yeah, would be pretty gutted if you lived in Glasgow and you got tickets for both, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. As well, and obviously it's one of those places that we probably would have done similarly. You'd maybe make a weekend or an event of it and get your hotel booked and things, or yeah. flights even up to Glasgow. So just when you think all the cancellations of gigs are over... It still, still carries it's on. It's still happening because bands are still getting ill. Yeah. I've got one for you. Okay. So what would you wear to an interview for a job? What would I wear to an interview? It's been a long time since what I've could, had a job well, interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably wear it, you know, smart Something casual. Something smart, smart casual. Smart, smart casual, yeah. depending on the company and the role, and the role that you're applying for. I mean, having said that, I've interviewed people in jeans before and T-shirts at a previous job. So okay, anyway. So, well, well, I wear jeans. I wear smart jeans to interviews yeah. and shirts. Mm. But there was a programmer in America who turned up to an interview in a tool t-shirt. Okay. And it turns out he got the job based off the back of that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the interviewer was also a tool fan. And they were, obviously this guy met the requirements needed for the role, but Mm. they instantly clicked because of this guy's t-shirt. Oh, maybe that's the way forward. Yeah. So there's been a lot of things about what's suitable for interviews, such as, you know, people who wouldn't employ people with face tattoos, piercings, or any any tattoos for that matter. Don't get me started on that one. (laughs) That can be another episode. That will be another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this guy turned up in a tall t-shirt and got the job. Well done him then. Yeah. Um, My next one is, apparently, this was, I can't remember where I read this now, but Vince Neil of Motley Crue, there was just a big fuss kicked up because there was some fan footage of him using a teleprompter on stage. I read something about this earlier, but I didn't go into it. Um, I just don't get why it's a thing. People have been doing it for years. I remember seeing Ozzy at Ozfest way back 20 years ago. He was using it then. Yeah. I think I it's definitely, I don't know if it's even an age Paul thing. McCartney's done it. I'm sure you know, he has. As, as bands get on, if they've had a break from touring, you know. Yeah. Th- they just need some prompting of their words. You know, what would be worse than fumbling along and not knowing the words? Yeah. What, what would you sooner say? If somebody completely ruin your mm. favourite song or have a teleprompt just to coax them through it yeah and you see so many bands using laptops and technology and stuff to get synths and loops and things on stage anyway it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be an issue, an issue no really, i don't see what the problem is with using yeah, the teleprompter i just didn't see why there was such a big fuss kicked up over it really but it was quite a new story was that in america yeah they're on the u.s stadium yeah. tour at the moment 
Yeah, I've, I've not seen anything about them doing the UK, so I assume that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's another one for you. So Frank Carter has started a fundraiser on Kickstarter. Okay. And it's for a board game. I thought I saw him do something on Instagram with what looked like some kind of pack of cards. It almost looked yeah. like Uno or something. Yeah, so it's a pack of guard, a pack of cards, a pack of cards mm. where it's based around you having to guess the word on your opponent's card. Okay. Apparently, Frank and the guy that he's doing this with mm. started playing card games on on a flight back from somewhere. Mm. And yeah, and it kind of came out of that, and they're doing a Kickstarter to uh, try and get this in production. So I'm, I'm going to have a look at that tonight, I think, and just kind of find out more about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. I kind of skipped past it, really. I didn't quite understand what I was seeing, so I just skimmed along, really. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see more about that. Yeah. My next one, really, is just the fact the world's going mad over Master of Puppets at the moment because it was in Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, I don't even yeah. start me on this. I mean, it's... we're behind on Stranger Things, so no spoilers, please. But it just goes to show how the the power of TV can resurge. Resurge? An old song. Obviously, it happened with Kate Bush in the previous part of this season as well. But yeah. I mean, it's is great it that the, it pa- raises... the power of advertising. Yeah, I guess. It's great that it's raising Metallica's music to potentially a new audience, but... Is there really a new audience for Metallica? Or are we just going to end up with more people wearing Metallica t-shirts who don't listen to them? Yeah, that's know. all that's going to happen. Yeah. Why not? Why not get? Um, why not use music from the bands that were never as huge as that? And just mm. I don't know. Maybe kind of like the mid carders. Maybe mm. get some. Uh, I'm trying to think of you know like um, like Scorpions or yeah Skid Row maybe. Somebody like that instead of one of the biggest bands of all time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, have you got anything else? The only other thing is 2000 Trees. Yes, that is happening as we speak and a bit of festival envy, seeing everyone's pictures and all the footage. And the weather is glorious. It is. I think it's beyond glorious. No, it's just glorious. But yeah, 2000 Trees, it's a festival that we've always looked at but never been to. One of the reasons being that they've never had showers there, but they've got showers there this year for the first time. Yeah, they've got showers and we don't, well, I don't like going to festivals without being able to shower, so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if no one's showering, then you're going to smell the same. Well, yeah, but I (laughs) think part of it's the distance as well, because it's down in Cheltenham, isn't it? It is, so it's probably a couple of hours from us. It's at least... It's probably, I think it's about two and a half hours from where we are. Yeah, we're very, well, we're very lucky where we are in terms of location for getting to festivals. Yeah, and we have, because we've got that many around us, it, it wasn't something we kind of considered, but, no, but we're the, starting yeah. to expand on those. And we've looked at, like I say, we've looked at it before, we've always thought, they've always had a good lineup, but yeah, the, the distance and the showering has been off Just as a combination, yeah, just as a combination, it's never seemed to work for us. Mm. But maybe but, next year. Yeah, may, I, I think next year is a, a distinct possibility. Mm. They, I mean, the lineup this year is really, really mm. strong. Yeah. There, yeah. So there are some great bands there, uh, small right through to big. There's a lot of highlights for me. So there was Virgin Marys, Pulled Apart by Horses. Interestingly, Ginger Wildhearts there. Do you think Ginger will finish a full set this time? I think he will. He seems in a better <laughs> place at the moment. Okay. Yeah, other bands, you know, some of these that we've seen before, like the Horror. Dinosaur Pilot, Idols. Yeah, there's quite a few on there that were also at download that are bands that I'm always happy to see again. Exactly, um, yeah. There's people like Cassiette, Salem are there, I think. Not Salem, sorry, Creeper. Creeper are there. Creeper yeah. are there, and also Ian from Creeper has done a solo acoustic set, I think, as well. Okay. Also, Laura Jane Grace. 
is there from Against Me. So oh right, okay. I would really like to see them. Yeah, there's, there's a lot on there. We could also um, have watched Jimmy Eat World. We wouldn't Ooh. have done because we <laughs> yeah. we've missed Jimmy Eat World at every single festival and opportunity we've we seen. Do. We've had is it four opportunities now? At least Jimmy, three, I think. It's at least three opportunities to yeah. see Jimmy Eat World. And we just keep getting drunk and forgetting. We do, yeah. Also, Thrice. Did we say Thrice already? No. I do like them. We saw them at Rock City a few years ago, didn't we? We did, yeah. That's mm. definitely a U-band Thrice. Mm. Um, but yeah, lineup looks good. If it's anything like that next year, definitely consider venturing outside the travelling comfort zone for a festival. Yeah. Right, review time. I've been listening to Municipal Waste's new album called Electrified Brain. Okay. It's a seventh album, and I can't believe they've been around 21 years. No, they're one of those bands I've always heard of, and I don't think I've ever actually listened to them. Or I might have heard the odd song, but... You will, defi- you'll def- you will definitely have heard Municipal Waste. Okay. And Yeah, I, I really like Municipal Waste. They've gone through, through a lot of uh, lineup changes mm. through the years, but this... This new album is absolutely amazing. It's it's been so good to finally review an album I'm really excited about, and it's yeah, it's a, just an amazing good old thrash uh, album. And it's it's a strange one because it the more the album goes on, it just gets better and better and better mm. to listen to. And I've I've listened to this, I've listened to it like four or five times yesterday. I've listened to it like three times today. It's just so good. Uh, some great tracks on there like High Speed Steel. Uh, 10 Cent Beer Night, uh, Paranormal Janitor, all really kind of different sort of sounding songs. Loving the titles. Yeah, the, oh yeah, the the, the titles uh, from Municipal Waste are always fun. It's their first album in five years as well, which mm. I, I kind of forgot that it was that long since their last mm. one. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really strong. One thing about it though, it's only 33 minutes. Oh, dinky. How many tracks? I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, I knew you'd ask me something like that, just because <laughs> I, was, I didn't, I didn't have those numbers kind of memorized. I was just curious, just how it compares to my review coming up, but we'll get onto that. Oh right, okay. Just in terms of track length, track length, and, and sorry, album length and number of tracks yeah. and all of that. But anyway, yeah. Um, so it's only thirty-three minutes long, and I would have loved to have heard more. However, I'm also glad they didn't just fill it, mm. which you know. It's something that we've kind of we've spoken about in the past, not on here, but um, there's just nothing worse than filler tracks on an album, and this doesn't have any. Every single album is uh, sorry, every single track is just so good. Mm. Really strong album, and yeah, I'm probably going to listen to it again tonight. I think. Okay, mine then is Conjuring. Oh, sorry, I've just remembered something else. Okay. In addition to that, I just want to say that they are on tour in September and October. Isn't everyone? Well, yeah, I think everyone is on tour. Uh, they're doing Birmingham, Manchester, Newcastle, Leeds, Nottingham, Bristol, and Brixton, and they're all O2 places. So I might have a look at the Nottingham one and maybe see as long as we're not kind of away or anything, or yeah, or we're not already at another gig. I'm gonna have might have a look and see when that is. Yeah, that'll be good. It'd be a new band to see. Yeah. Okay. My review this week is Conjurer's new album, Pathos. Not okay. the place, pathos, pathos, <laughs> um, which translates from the Greek meaning suffering and emotion. So I think that sets the tone already, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think we know where we're going with this one. Um, so this is Conjurer's second album, um, follow up from the 2018 one, Maya. So it's been, it's kind of long awaited, I guess, but obviously we've had lockdown in the middle. 
Yeah. Which is obviously elongated everyone's between album times really hasn't it yeah the immediate words i wrote down when i was listening to it were bleak heavy sludgy sounds like yes sounds like conjurer melodic breakdowns black metal vibes so yeah i really like it it's (laughs) um 50 minutes and eight tracks so that's what i was referring to with yours so seven of the tracks are around six to seven minutes in length yeah you know i'm not a fan of a long song but you like this but, one? But yeah, it's just got so much depth to each song, so many different layers of guitar and all the melodies and yeah, it oh, just, interesting. the different kind of key changes and tone changes and the different vocal styles in it as well. It just keeps you going. You can just sit and, what's the word, kind of just almost get lost in listening to it. Ah, okay. Mm. I, might, I might give that a, might give that a listen once I've... Um... Destroyed my ears with municipal waste. Yeah. A few standout tracks. Just wanted to mention, um, I think the single's called Rot, the second track. That's a really good one. There's a lot going on in that one. Track three, All You Will Remember, that one is particularly moving and bleak. It's actually about one of the band member Dan's grandmother's kind of 10-year battle with dementia. Okay. So, yeah, it's got obviously quite bleak lyrics in there. There's also a spoken word section towards the end as well. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. So, um, but yeah, the, again, the music in it is just really good. The last track, Cracks in the Pyre, that one starts kind of really light and twinkly and melodic and then just kicks you in the head when it <laughs> kicks in. Just an audible assault. Yeah, pretty much. Um then in the midst of it all, there's Suffer Alone, which is two and a half minutes. Complete contrast to the rest, yeah, to of, the the rest of the album. Yeah, the rest of the album. It's just kind of short, thrashy. And so you can, is it a lot faster than the rest yeah. of the songs? And you can just imagine the most immense pit just opening up. They're not, I wouldn't imagine they're really kind of a pit kind of band in terms of it's quite slow, doomy kind of, more of a head noddy yeah. group to watch. Um, but yeah, you can just imagine a mad pit breaking out if they play that one live. And also, I was listening. I listened to it quite a bit yesterday, and I just put it on again today, just walking around in the sun. Complete contrast to what I was listening to. <laughs> and um, the first few guitar chords on it actually reminded me of placebo. Really? I know. I didn't what, notice. What it. era? Um, trying to think. Fairly early. First You're talking about first album. First or second, I think. Okay. But yeah, I didn't notice it yesterday and I put it on again this afternoon and the, just the first bit of guitar, I was like, that's a bit placebo-y, weird. Well, it's weird, I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to give that a listen. Um, but yeah, overall, really recommend it. Definitely, I would say one to listen with headphones on so you really get the impact of all the different layers of guitars and stuff. Okay, mm. I'll have to give that a check. Yeah. A couple of singles as well we're just going to mention. Firstly, I just wanted to mention Wargasm's new single, Fuckstar, is out today. Yeah, okay. Have you listened to that yet? I listened to it a few times. Another banging tune from then. It's pretty standard kind of recipe. <laughs> what am I trying to say? I've no idea. You know the drill with wargasm. It's just kind of shouty, snappy, punky guitars. Oh, do you know what? I have heard... Yeah, I have heard this. Okay. I've listened to it earlier. Oh, there you go. I've totally forgot. I've, I've seen the video for it as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a really cool Mad Max style video with yeah, it as well. Yeah, I've totally forgotten. I have, I have listened to it and I do like it. Yeah, it's another good one from them. And then we both wanted to mention Massive Wagon's new single. Yes. I absolutely love this. Yeah, it made its live debut at Download. Yeah, it's called Fuck the Haters. And it had us all singing along 
even though it was the first time anyone had heard so, it. Yeah, yeah, that catchy I, chorus. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, think of course. It must have been one of those moments for Baz when everybody's singing the song back to him. Yeah. And it's the first time he's ever played it. Yeah. And it's, it's the first time anybody's heard it yeah. outside of the band. Outside of the band, And it was, oh, yeah, it's, it's just a great song. It is. So, yeah, definitely go and give that one a listen as well. And I think they said the new album's out end of October. Can't so wait for that. I'm looking forward to that one. Right, time for Rock the Week, where we look back on this week in rock and metal history. So, as always, I'll start on this one. First one I've got is the 13th of July, 1968. How many years ago was that? 54. 54. Yep, on that day, Black Sabbath played their first ever gig, which took place in a small backstreet blues club in Birmingham. Oh, interesting. Mm. So they obviously went on to bigger, better things from there. Yeah. Next one, the 15th of July, 1998. And I don't know how I didn't know this one. I don't know if you already knew this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aerosmith had to cancel their upcoming US tour because Joey Kramer set his car on yes, fire as he was filling it up with yeah. petrol. You knew that? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, and he got second degree burns and he was yeah. hospitalised. If I did know it, I'd forgot about it because I read it. I was like, oh, not good. Yeah, I know that because they covered it on Nevermind the Buzzcocks years ago. Okay. That's what that's it was one of the things that came up on there, and I, I just retained oh. that piece well, of information as you do. Um, Going a bit further back in time now, I'm jumping about a bit this week. 11th of July 1990 was the day that Stephen Adler was fired from Guns N' Roses due to his drug use and replaced by Matt Sorum. Ah, I have a Stephen Adler drumstick that's signed. I was fully expecting you to say that, but you haven't met him. I've not, no, I've not met him, but I do have a drumstick signed by him. That's a bit like me having a Lemmy autograph. Never met him, never even saw him live, but I've got his autograph. There we go. My last one is 14th July 1992, Megadeth release Countdown to Extinction. Oh. And it got to number five in the UK album chart and number two in the US Billboard chart. Is that a UK rock and singles? No, the actual UK album chart. Wow. Mm. I didn't realise that album was that big. Yeah. That is really, that is some going. Mm. It's interesting that it did that, but it didn't in the rock and... Uh, metal al- uh, rock and metal album charts. Hmm. So that's a bit of a weird one. I will double check then, but I'm pretty sure it just said UK album chart. No, no, that makes sense mm. because I've looked through the other ones and I've not seen it knocking about yeah. anywhere. So okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my little look back in time for this week. Okay, I've right. So I've got a strange one to start with. Mm. Yeah, 1998, the number one album in the UK rock and metal charts was Nevermind. Really? Yeah, seven years after its release. Was that because a single got released, something happened? I can't find any reason why it did it. The only thing I can see is it looks like it might have been re-released on vinyl. So that maybe sparked an interest for people that didn't own the album the first time around and maybe they just went out and bought the CDs again. Maybe. I didn't realise vinyl was... Kind of, a th- you know how it's come back now and everyone's collecting the vinyls. Yeah. So I didn't realise it kind of did that in the 90s. Well, it was still quite a 90s. biggish thing in the 90s, vinyl. Mm. There was still, like, picture discs were... Yeah, they were actually, were still they? a big thing then. But it didn't get released on mini-disc, did it? I don't get the whole gold, yeah. <laughs> mini-disc, things that you'd forgotten about. Yeah. It's the uh, Generation X's 8-track uh, mm. <laughs> equivalent, that is. Yeah, so that's, that's a bit of a weird one, but then... 
I was also looking at the album charts and remember how I was speaking about John Bon Jovi's three singles mm. all getting all being number one in different years? Yeah, last week, wasn't it? Yeah. A similar pattern in the album charts with Muse. Oh, okay. So Origins of Symmetry in 2001 got to number one. It was there mm. for three weeks. Sorry, what year was that? 2001. God, I'd forgotten Muse were that old. Oh, yeah. I don't think that was the first album, mate. That wouldn't no. have been the first album. That was third, maybe? Yeah, I just... You know, sometimes you just forget how old a band is, or maybe I just forget how old I yeah. am. <laughs> and it's got one of my favourite songs on it. One mm. of the singles was uh, Plug In Baby, mm. which was massive. I remember it being all over Kerrang! Yes. Yeah. Uh, 2004, Absolution mm. was at number one. That was there for two weeks. That had a big single on it, Time Is Running Out. It was the second single off the album. Their third one was Black Holes and Revelations. Ah, I can't say the word. Black Holes and Revelations, which was four weeks at number one and has got my favourite Muse track on it, which was one of the singles called Knights of Cydonia, which was kind of like spaghetti westerns, futuristic spaghetti western spoof. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember the video for that one. And a weird Fu Manchu dancing Mm. character for some reason. Uh, Yeah, that was the third single. That came out in 2006. And then they had another album number one in 2015 so quite a gap nine-year gap there and that was drones and the uh i think the biggest single off that was probably dead inside mm. but i'll be honest that was at number one uk rock and metal album charts for seven weeks which is longer than the other three albums combined but i can't remember anything about this album no i mean i don't but i'm not really a, a muse fan anyway it's i like a, a lot of the earlier Muse stuff, kind of like probably up to Black Holes and Revelations, but I just I really don't remember Drones at all. And I'm wondering if that's the year they also played Download when they headlined. I think it could have been. It must have been around 15 or 16. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't remember anything about that album at all. It's a totally forgettable album to me. I looked at all of the singles and just Dead Inside kind of rang a bell, but... Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think in the normal charts compared to some of the other stuff, it did that well either. No. But on the, but it was the biggest on the rock and metal charts, which is a bit weird. Right down to the main bit of the podcast for today, and it's festivals. And although we've done, we've covered download before. This is more about smaller festivals that maybe not everybody's aware of. Yeah, we've picked four that are coming up in July and August, two that we are going to and two that we're not going to, but do look quite good. Yeah. So the first one that I've got down is Stone Dead, which we are going to, which is at the end of August. I think that's the fourth festival we're doing this year. It is, yes. Yeah. Uh, We got our tickets when they went on Early Bird. They were really well priced, 50 quid. Uh, it's at the Newark Showground, Newark Showground, and it's sold out already. Yeah. So that's good. It's one day, one stage, ten bands. But there is also a Friday night party. Yeah, the idea is that it's basically recreating the old Monsters of Rock from the 80s. So yeah. it started with some people who just wanted to recreate that whole one-day festival. Yeah, so it's kind of um, old sort of like road crews and everybody's mm. kind of like you just pull it, put it all together. Yeah, it's all run by volunteers. And it's been around a few years, but we've never been to it before. So. No, it started off as Stone Deaf Festival, I think maybe five years ago or so. Yeah. We actually saw it last year advertised, but it was already sold out. 
and the lineup really looked amazing. Line-up. That kind of made us think, oh, maybe next year. So we just, I think we got the tickets before we knew the lineup this year. Didn't yeah, we, we did. <laughs> well, well the, the tickets were only like kind of like fifty quid. We, it's you know fifty quid for a day out. A, a lot of arena ticket prices are at mm. least that now, anyway. Yeah, and you get two nights camping included. Yeah, within that, and we thought, well, if it's absolutely awful, we can sell the tickets. I'm sure, but we're not. We're, we're not going, going to. <laughs> we we're definitely going to it. Yeah, there is actually some really good uh, bands there. So they've got uh, Michael Schenker there from Scorpions and UFO, I think he was in. Yeah. So he's um, he's still going, so that'll be really good to see. Those damn crows. Yeah, they've most recently been added. They were added yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So it's going to be real. I mean, that'll be the second time this year, I think I'll have seen them. Yeah. They were a download. They were, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing those damn crows again. And finally, Stonebroken. It's another mm-hmm. band really looking forward to seeing again. We saw those at the pilot event in we did, 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's the first one. That's on the 27th of August. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of other smaller bands. I can't remember off the top of my head now who they are. I know for their opening band as well, they did like almost like Metal to the Masses for Bloodstock. They did a poll, didn't they? And people yeah. got to vote for who were, who were opening up there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so like 10 bands on... on I'm really happy with that. I think it's going to be a really chilled mm-hmm. festival. Yeah. From everything I've seen of the previous ones, it just looks like a good, fun sort of festival to be at. It does. And it's also within our happy, comfy driving radius of about yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, my first one, this is actually one that we're going to next weekend. Yeah. Which is Mangata Festival in Nottingham. So it's on Saturday the 16th. And Sunday the 17th of July, and it's in the city centre. It's actually being held at the Castle Rock Brewery, which is a Nottingham brewery. And they've got a pub called the Vatten Fiddle, and then they've got some ground around it and a kind of an indoor venue park called the Old Cold Store, which one of the stages is going to be held at. There's three stages altogether. I think two are outdoor, one's indoor. Yeah, there's um, a few bands that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Some that I've... have we seen some of these before? I don't think I've... Oh, there's one we've seen before, Miscreant, who opened for Death Blooms yes. in February. I think they're a local Nottingham band. Yeah. I thought we'd seen, I thought we'd seen Blood Youth before. We haven't seen them before, no. We're seeing them oh. twice because they're at Bloodstock and we're seeing oh, them that's why. next weekend. Yeah. yeah, again, this is one that we got early bird tickets for. I think it was at 30 or £35 pounds for the weekend and that includes a Saturday after party. Yeah, so it it looks a, a really good lineup. There's a lot of um, it, it's kind of it's one of those festivals where it's full of smaller bands that I'm not familiar with, mm. but I've been checking some of the stuff out, and there's some really really good bands on there. Yeah, and there's some quite well established bands as well. So you've got bands like Palm Reader, Blood Youth, who we've mentioned before, um, Lawnmower Death. Yes, who you didn't realise until today are from quite local to us. Yeah. I feel like maybe I did know and I'd forgotten. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, other ones that we've picked out are Sinkalima, The 500, Bad Llama, because I just love um, their name, but I do like them. As well. And also Chugaboom. I'm curious to see them live. Yeah, I've not listened to Chugaboom yet. Yeah. yeah. Always curious by a band who wears a mask. So, yeah, they'll be good. And I quite like what they do anyway, so I'll be interested to see them live. And also the Saturday Night After Party which I'm curious about if we managed to stay awake that long. Um, it's DJ battle between Evil Scarecrow and Raised by Owls. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think over the course of the weekend, there's 50 bands in total. 
Yeah, so, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm, and like, they've been posting some of the food and drink vendors that are going to be there as well. So that's yeah, I'm, good I've been eyeing, eyeing those up. Eyeing some burgers up. So, yeah, looking forward to that one next weekend. Yeah. Uh, the next festival I've got down is Arc Tangent, mm. which is running from the 18th to the 20th of August. You, they're also doing early entry on 17th for this. Uh, they do camping and they do glamping. Hmm. So this could be one to maybe look at next year. Yeah, potentially. Uh, there's over 100 acts. The only thing is it's in Bristol, which is quite a trek. Yeah, it is. From Coming from where we are. It's probably about a three hours drive. Yeah, I would have thought so. Hmm. So there's some really good bands playing there. So there's bands like My Own Private Alaska, which are a small band that I quite like. Pupil Slicer, Harriet are actually quite low down the bill by the looks of it, which I'm surprised mm. at because they're creating a lot of noise at the moment. Yeah. I'm surprised they've not been bumped up. Uh, Palm Reader are there. Jamie Lenman, who the, the man that we almost keep missing every single time. Oh, we do keep missing. Or we do keep missing is there. If he's there, will we see him? Will we not? Who yeah. knows? Perturbator, who's played Download before at least yeah. twice now. Yeah, I think I like them. There's, well, one of, there is a Perturbator track I like that mm. uses samples Terminator. Yeah. Uh, which I like. Uh, Zeal and Ardor, who are one of my favourite live bands. They are mm. so good. And, um, yeah, they'll be amazing. Tesseract are there. Mm. Cult of Luna. And I think the biggest one is probably Opeth. Yes. Okay. Who, again, I love watching them. Not Are you a fan of Opeth? The, is, it the, is it the song length that puts you off? It's the long off? songs. Maybe I'm being converted to long songs now. Maybe. So. But, yeah, I, I, I really like Opeth, so... Um, that looks a really good lineup, so I might maybe look into getting tickets that next year. And isn't that run by the same people who do Two Thousand Trees? Because I'm sure they have some kind of joint ticket option on the oh, website. Do they? I've not seen that. I might have dreamt it, but I'm pretty sure when we were looking, I think it was when we were looking at Arc Tangent and just at the lineup and the ticket and the camping options. I'm sure there was an option to get some kind of joint ticket. Oh, that rings a bell because yeah. they're both in the same kind of southwestish. Area of the country, aren't they? Yeah, that does ring. That does ring a bell. Mm. Yeah, cause that one two thousand. You say two thousand trees. Mm. So that's Cheltenham, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's probably not, not a million miles away. No. Yeah, that that would make sense. But yeah, Arc Tangent looks really good festival this year. So again, might might look at that. Yeah. Okay, and then the last one I've got is Steelhouse Festival, which is in Wales, in Ebbe Vale, and it's the 29th to the 31st of July. And this is the one that I believe markets itself as a festival up a mountain. Yeah. Although having spoken to some people at Download who went, they said it's not really that up a mountain. Yeah, it's, but, not, it's not as, as far up a mountain as you think it, but it's going to be. I don't be. know, maybe it's probably further up a mountain than most other festivals, <laughs> isn't it? So this one, there's just a few bands that I've picked out are playing on each day. It seems to have a similar vibe, I think, to Stone Dead, kind yeah, of an old school kind that's of... The impression I got from it too. Classic rock lineup, but with other bands sprinkled in as well. So Friday, I think the only band I'd heard of on the Friday were Inglorious. Okay. And they're headlining. There's also, I mean, Mike Gray is sub-headlining. That name sounds familiar, but I can't think why. Okay, I'm not sure either. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm not familiar with any of the other bands who are on the Friday lineup. Um, Saturday is headlined by Saxon. Mm-hmm. Absolute classic, obviously. Also, there are Heat, or H-E-A-T. Yeah, they're um, also... They're also at Stone Dead. Yeah. Which is some good old Scandinavian kind of 
glam sleazy rock. So I'm quite looking forward to them. That's yeah. And also Ankalena there. So oh, they're obviously. I love her. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they're a new band compared to a lot of the other lineup, at least. So yeah. And then um, Sunday is headlined by Europe and interestingly subheadlined by Michael Schenker. Oh. Who again is at Stone Dead. Um, also, These Wicked Rivers are there, who I believe they are the opening band who won the poll to open Stone Dead. Okay. And Orange Goblin are also there Sunday. I do like Orange Goblin. So do I. And Diamond Head are another one I noted for Sunday. So Sunday seems kind of that's the strongest a, that's day. That's a strong day, yeah. A strong Very finish. Strong day. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure on ticket prices for that one. Um, I think I saw something about Early Birds being 125 for the weekend with camping. It's not bad. Which isn't bad. I don't know what kind of camping options they do, whether they've got any kind of glamp. And I think they definitely do like a hotel option similar to what Download yeah. do in the kind of surrounding. I bet it's a fraction of the price area. Download. I would imagine so. Um, so again, it's another one that could be interesting to go to and experience. But again, it's about probably a three hour trek, I would think, to South it's Wales. Gonna be, it's going to be, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely one to maybe look out for a little holiday in Wales, perhaps. Mm. Mm. Could well do that. Yes, yeah, so I know there's quite a few other festivals obviously happening across summer, so um, they're just the ones we kind of highlighted as smaller festivals that look pretty good for July and August. Okay, finally, we've got our Ready to Rock. We're no, not Ready not. to Rock. That's a campsite. I've done this before, haven't I? Yeah. Our Ready to Mosh recommendation. <laughs> and we've actually got three bands this week. Partly because we realised when we were doing the download episodes, we didn't have any recommendations on, so we wanted to add a couple of extras in. And also, we just thought we'd pick out three bands in particular, in addition to Blood Youth from last week, that we're looking forward to seeing at Mangata next weekend. Yeah. So the first one, who we mentioned earlier, is Palm Reader. Yeah, they're doing the they're doing the rounds of the festivals at the moment, so it'd be good to see those guys live. Yeah, they've actually been around longer than I realised. They've been, uh, well, I think they've been around since about 2008, but they're on four albums now. First one was out in 2013. So not quite sure how I've not come across them before, really. Yeah, so yeah, it's unusual. When I saw they were playing, the name just rang a bell, mm. but I couldn't think why. Yeah, it did me so as well. So we've probably come across them at some point, which never kind of clicked. Yeah, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Next one is Cinco Lima. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing Cinco Lima. Mm. They are also in the final of the Metal to the Masses for Bloodstock. Yeah, the is it East Midlands or just Midlands final? Um, I think it's it was classed as Midlands, wasn't it? I think so. I think so. it was North. Was it North Midlands and South? I know there's loads of them. Oh, is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're recording this Friday, the finals tomorrow. So by the time this goes out, we'll know if they've made it to Bloodstock. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they, they they win that and we get to see them at Bloodstock as well. Yeah, that'll be really good. They're actually localish ish band Yeah, they're all very local to us that we didn't realise until pretty much the day of recording. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely stood out on the manga to playlist from the off, really. I was like, yeah, they're really, they're really good. They've got one album out. Where the end meets the beginning. Yeah, and they've only been around about a year. Yeah. So it's to see how far they've come is really an achievement. Mm, yeah, I think they're going to go far. Yep. And the last one is the 500. Um, they are another local Nottingham band. Yeah, they are. I've been listening to these on the Mangata playlist, and these sound really, really good. Yeah, again, they're another one when I first listened to the playlist, again, that really stood out. Yeah, and it's going to be good to see 
I think it's just going to be good to see some small bands that maybe we'd, we'd have never perhaps listened to or got a chance to see. Yeah, and even though that some of them are local bands as well, we've not come across them before, No, we've so. not. I mean, where we are isn't kind of blessed for venues in our immediate vicinity, but when we kind of we, we go to Nottingham, there's a few more chances, but... Mm. Um, we've we've just not come across these guys yeah. anywhere, so it'll be good to see some fresh new bands. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, all three of those we recommend going and having a listen to. Yep, and if you're at Mangala, make sure you check them out. Yes. Okay, so that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed. Don't forget that you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Ready to Moshcast and give us a like and follow over there. And if you have enjoyed what you're listening to, then just please spread the word. Stop, Moog. <laughs>